Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. We are now firmly in Season 2, just because I arbitrarily decided a few episodes ago that it was time for a second season. Um, so, <laughs> so delighted to be joined on this episode by author and creator Matt Miner. Matt, thank you for jumping in today in the midst of your busy, busy life and busy times, and thanks for talking with me a little bit. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. I'll mention a couple of titles. I'll start with my favorites, um, just so we can kind of mention those at the the upfront here, and then we'll talk a little bit uh, about comics and any place that you'd like to go. So, uh, Toe Tag Bryant being one of my my favorites, um, Liberators being another one of my favorites. You have uh, an entry in the anthology that I've seen around a lot. Uh, beautiful book, Young Men in Love. Mm -hmm. actually then, I, I was i was one of the co-editors on that book so it was me and uh joe glass who put the book together and then we both had a story in it as well oh love that love that so you were yeah. you were not only a contributor but also one of the the creator mm -hmm. founder guides yeah yeah yep 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 and we won a glad award for that and a gaming award nice very nice yeah. um well well worth checking out um labrator and critical hit and Poser being other examples of work that you've done. Um, so you, you have quite a quite a nice collection of work that's out there for people to check out in the world of comics. Uh, what what drew you to comics initially? Well, I think like a lot of us, um, you know, I don't know your story, but but I, I I think it's a pretty common story that you know people people uh, who grew up in the nineties late 80s, whatever, um, and were, were bullied, kind of found themselves in, you know, drawn to literature, comics, TV, movies, um, to kind of escape. And so I really found an escape in comics and, and I always had an interest in writing. Um, and after years of rejection with prose, I kind of gave it up and then I came back to it, um, thought to myself oh why don't I try writing comics so I took a, a class from uh, Scott Snyder um the Batman right I mean writer of so much stuff but mm -hmm. I think he's probably still best known for Batman um and uh went from there he workshopped my my first pitch for Liberator like you, you mentioned earlier and mm -hmm. uh, that, that got picked up after workshopping it with Scott and uh, you know it's just been a it's been a grind since then, but it's, you know, it's, it, it's a great field to work in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know it is uh it's an arduous thing, but the, I, I, I love the results, love the results. Comics are still a go-to for me. And like you, they were an escape for me as a young person. And I continue to escape into them. Uh, usually right before bed, I'm, I'm diving into a comic to sort of just reflect on the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a great way to kind of, you know, put yourself in another world for a few minutes and, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, I think comics have a unique way of storytelling that's more immersive and can be can do things where prose or film cannot. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> um, so wanted to ask about some of the positive collaborations that you've had out there. Uh, and also, I mean, great time to talk about anyone that it was particularly positive working with in uh, Young Men in Love as well. Oh, geez. 
<laughs> so many people, I, right? Yeah, I can think of any negative experience of working with someone in Young Men in Love. Everyone was well. Young Men in Love is a uh, an anthology book um, designed for any age. It's romance stories, um, queer romance stories uh, mm-hmm. with with male um, male romance, male and male romance. So every creator on the book, every single person uh, down to the logo designer and letterer is either a queer man or a non-binary person with same sex attraction. So the book is, has kind of that, you know, authenticity that a lot of uh, queer romance does not have mm-hmm. uh, when, when straight people, I mean, they, even, even the most well-intentioned they're, they are guessing, you right. know, yeah. a, a, a lot of it. So um we wanted to make a book that, that uh, you know, the, the the kind of book that we wanted to see growing up. Uh, that would, you know, like a confused kid could pick it up and feel less alone in the world, yeah. or an adult could pick it up for a little shot of romance and uh, just kind of lose themselves in these in these short stories. Now, and you know, like I like I mentioned, it just won a Glad Media Award, which is bananas. I, mean, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe that we won. I mean, I can. I, the the book is really really good. I don't want to, I don't want to oversell it. And it, it it's it's the thing I'm most proud of doing in comics. And um, we also won a gaming media award, which is which is huge. Um, and uh, yeah, um, you know, working with Joe Glass on that um, was was a really rewarding experience. Joe's a very um, kind of prominent queer comics creator, mm-hmm. and um, really really decent person and uh yeah i mean my collaborator um on my story the artist on on the story that we did together uh originally was ian mcginty who yes. i don't know if you yeah. heard yeah he passed away recently so we had talked about taking the characters from that story and pitching it as a uh, a YA graphic novel where those two characters are kind of doing paranormal investigations and mm-hmm. having adventures that way. Um, you know, and, and there's still a couple, but the, the focus is on, you know, the fun they're having with their sexuality and their, their romance being there, but you know, not the focus of the story and just, you know, something, something fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately he passed on, but I am, Considering um, looking into doing it in you know in his uh, in his honor and and you know continuing the uh, continuing that you know, it may happen um, it may not I'm not sure yeah yeah, yeah. So sending the may the the right doors be opened and the right collaborations happen for that yeah yeah I really you know. If I'm going to do this, um, I really wanted to be someone that Ian was friends with, that knew Ian, um, an artist, you know, that uh, was aware of the the layers of Ian, mm-hmm. um, and but 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 you know respected him. I don't want to just find any any artist who is looking at it as a as a work for hire. I really want someone who cared for Ian. So. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see if it we'll see if it comes together. That's that's very lovely, very lovely. Um, so you talked a little bit about comics as a reader. Um, what do comics allow you to do in the stories that you want to tell? 
as a writer? Well, most of my most of my work has some of it's not so subtle, some of it's very subtle. Um, you know, I I I always kind of have um, progressive political themes in my work. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, like Liberator, Critical Hit, and Labrador was a, th- a three part story. And that had to deal with like animal rights issues and it was very face. Um, Toe Tag Riot was very um, anti-big, big. Right, um, right. So, you know, with comics, I'm able to do that stuff um, and you're not limited by, by any kind of budget other than, you know, your production costs. Um, you know, you, you don't have to worry about special effects or locations or whatever. You're only limited by your own imagination and you can tell crazy stories that have meaning to them like toe tag mm-hmm. right is about a, a a band of punk rock zombies um, <laughs> they only they're they're cursed to become zombies whenever they play their music and so they they start playing their music they become zombies and then they use their zombie superpowers quote unquote to go after like evil people but yeah i mean i i think it's a really good way um for me to kind of put my mark on the world um you know, with with the with the people I collaborate with, the like-minded people I collaborate with, um, I've always kind of felt, you know, and you don't have to agree with this, but I've always, for me personally, if I'm creating art um, and it doesn't say something about the the greater world around me, then why am I even bothering? So, sure. yeah, you know, I mean, people have different ideas on that. They can create art for any for any reason, but for me personally, um, it's to to either comment on the world around me or, or try and bring light to issues or, or, uh, you know, just tell, tell a fun story, but, you know, have it, have it squarely in the, uh, in the kind of progressive mindset, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's this um, great thread of kindness that comes through in these really, uh, sort of no holds bars stories that you tell of i mean you've got zombie punk rockers and you know the slasher genre uh that you're playing with but then also this kind of overall message which i love of you know be kind while you're here um which i think is is great yeah i mean i i don't i don't know if uh if you're on twitter but you know it's kind of it's kind of a snapshot of how ugly the, the comics discourse has gotten in the comics world uh, in mm-hmm. some in some corners, right? And uh, I think I think I think it's important that we we tell stories that encourage kindness, that encourage yeah. open mindedness, that encourage thoughtfulness, while also being super fun. You know, yeah. So yeah, you know, like like you mentioned the slasher genre that that would be my book Poser, um, mm-hmm. and. That one, the uh, you know the the messaging is is really subtle, but it but it's basically an anti-bullying story, mm-hmm. even though it's this you know this slasher story. So, you know, I I like to uh, to tell stories that mean something to me personally. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I love about comics: being able to do that, and put yeah. those out there, and have to see those on the shelves of stores and libraries. It's, it's a great feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, talking social media and Twitter and places like that, I, 
I'm getting to the place where I try to curate more and treat them more like galleries of people whose work I want to see. And, um, you know, they're great for that, but just curious if there are spaces out there that you found to be helpful and rewarding places to be where you like to, to share about your work for people. Um, you know, I, I gave up on Twitter the day Elon took over. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't, I didn't delete my account cause I have too much there with my, you know, like memorial tribute posts to my dogs who've passed and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't want to lose all that. So I didn't delete my account, but you know, I posted a see you later kind of message and mm -hmm. you know, I'll come if he ever sells it to somebody less awful, I'll, uh, I'll come back. Yeah. Um, but uh, mostly now I'm using Instagram. Uh, I'm Matt Miner 1984 on Instagram. Um, I have a, uh, you know, I use Facebook a lot. Um, I have a, a face author page, but you know, mostly it's just, it's just those things. I, Twitter was the number one, but after, I mean, as, as soon as he took over, it just got so much more toxic. And it's like, I don't, yeah. don't want to be here anymore. It's not good for my mental health. Yeah. You know, saying this stuff, you post something and then you have like five hidden comments, you know, like reactions to your, to, to your tweet. And it's like, you, you click that unhide button and it's like, oh, geez, you know, the nastiness of people sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I don't want to be around this anymore. And I don't want to see my friends, you know, getting, getting hassled by these people. I don't want to, I don't want to get caught up in that anymore. So I just kind of backed off of Twitter, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I do understand. And I've uh, taken a different approach to places like that too. And uh, I mean, it, kind of links back again to your work of be kind in the world just be kind put good things out there yeah yeah and you know if if it's not good for your mental health to be on a platform and you can afford to not be there for whatever reason then i, I don't see why you should be forced to be there you know when yeah. i when i started twitter um it was kind of it was kind of the place for comic creators right mm -hmm. when i when i joined Twitter. It was where you could collaborate. It's where you met all your readers. And, you know, it was great for that. Um, there was still a little toxicity here and there, but it wasn't how it is. Now. Unfortunately, it just, you know, it just got worse and worse it, from, from what I've experienced. So, you know what, I feel much more relaxed and positive and sane <laughs> not being on Twitter at the time. So for me, yeah. it's, it, it's good. I stepped back. Good decision. Good decisions. Love that. Yeah. Um, did we, did we miss any work that you want to make sure that you mentioned that's, that's yeah. out there? So, uh, Young Men in Love was, uh, published by A Wave Blue World. Um, and before that I did two anthologies with Eric Palicki, um, one called, uh, uh, All We Ever Wanted and one called Maybe Someday. Mm -hmm. And in those books, we asked creators to imagine a brighter world, like a brighter future and tell a story in that future. And so we did those during the Trump years. And, you know, the idea was there was so much negativity and hate and anger, and it was just so overwhelming. We wanted to tell positive, fun stories. I mean, they still, all of them still have conflict, you know, you can't have a story without conflict, right? Mm -hmm. um, but in this brighter future, a future where, for instance, you know, uh, one of my stories I've, I've imagined a future where the earth is kind of reclaiming itself from humans um, mm -hmm. after, after events. And, um, you know, I, I, 
I wanted to tell a, a positive story in that kind of future where, you know, the, the planet is kind of re resetting and realigning and you know, people are kind of starting over, you know, yeah. there, yeah. there were all, all, all kinds of fantastic stories in those books. Um, I'm very proud of those. They were both nominated for Ringo awards and uh, yeah, I, I would encourage people to check those out if you need a, a shot of optimism and uh, hopefulness. I always kind of describe the story as a black mirror, but like San Junipero Black Mirror, not every episode of Black Mirror, you know. <laughs> so, so it's that kind of futuristic thing, but you know, with a positive vibe. Yeah, yeah, love the positive vibe. Definitely, uh, there's definitely more room for that. I think in the world, and I appreciate right. that you're putting it out there. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, I, I think that was the the question list that I had, and I don't want to keep you. I know you probably have projects and other things to do um, and other things to work on. So thanks for taking some time to talk with me. If I missed anything, let me know. All right. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Uh, if people want to find me, I'm, my website is mattminerxvx.com. And then, uh, like I said, mattminer1984 on uh on Instagram. Yep. We will, we will link both of those in the description. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much.